There's a laser pointer located in our kitchen. My kids love to use it on the ground and watch our cats chase after impossible, the impossible catch as the red, light beaded, the red beaded light dances across the floor. Believe it or not, it actually works on humans too. My one-year-old will follow that light wherever it goes in hopes of catching it. It's quite cute to watch actually, but in all reality, he truly will follow that light around sometimes and it will make him go into the hallway, to the living room, to the kitchen, or the bedroom, and he is certainly along for the journey of following that little red light on the ground. When it comes to following things, let's forget about a little kid following and cats following a laser pointer wherever it will go, and let's think about being people who will follow Jesus wherever he may go. Are we willing to go where Jesus takes us on the journey, no matter where it may lead? It may lead down some good roads, and it may lead down some hard roads. But will we follow Jesus always and no matter what? Based on the scripture this morning, I want to share a couple insights and reminders with us. The first is this. God in Christ calls us to follow him. God in Christ calls us to follow him. One day, Jesus wanted to go into Galilee, so he did. Upon getting there, he finds Philip. Jesus then offers two words to Philip. He doesn't say, hey you. He doesn't say, what's up. He doesn't say, nice weather. No. Jesus is very intentional with Philip, and he says, follow me. He loves Philip just as he is, and he wants him to follow. Have you ever seen a flash mob? They're all over the internet. Before the days of COVID, there may, for example, be a food court at a local mall, let's say. One person stands up and starts to sing a song, and then another, and then another, and then another. Before long, you realize that 150 people are in on it, and they have a full food court with singing people. Now imagine that you're just there eating, and you get to witness this. Something about that would have me curious. I would stay, and I would want to know what's coming next. There's something about a singing flash mob that would draw me in. The reason I share that is because there must have been something compelling about Jesus that caused the early disciples to want to drop everything and follow him. For Jesus to offer this invitation is grace upon grace. Is there something about Jesus that compels you to want to follow him? What is it? His grace? His humility? His being a servant? His compassion? His love? Maybe the invitation that Jesus has for you each and every day to follow him is compelling enough. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida. This was known for a fishing industry. And Philip went to talk to Nathaniel after Jesus said, follow me, to him. And he says to him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and the prophets, Jesus, Joseph's son from Nazareth. And Nathaniel replies with that famous line that perhaps you've heard before. He basically says, is there anything good that can come from Nazareth? Now, Nazareth seems to have been a very traditional Orthodox town. It was a small town, maybe 1,600 to 2,000 people lived there. So maybe that's why Nathaniel says what he says. But all of this started when Jesus had enough love and compassion to engage Philip and have him to follow Jesus. Jesus looks at Philip on that day and says, follow me. And perhaps on this day, Jesus looks at you and says, follow me. 
When we consider that Jesus is calling us to follow him, we must be reminded that Jesus is not calling us to sit around when it comes to Christianity. Jesus says to follow him partly because he's on the move. But what does it look like to follow Jesus? Surely it's more than just believing in Jesus. Faith without works is dead, according to Scripture. However, Jesus, following Jesus isn't just believing in him. It's following his teachings. It's living out the words that are in red in some of our Bibles. It's looking at what Jesus says and teaches, etc., and putting them into practice. Over the last year or two, I've given you one way to think about what it looks like to follow Jesus, and that's by practicing acts of compassion and justice and worship and devotion. Remember these four? When we practice these four acts, we have a well-balanced discipleship. Acts of compassion are those private things we do to show our love to our neighbors. Jesus said, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. For I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. For I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. We show compassion to someone when we help them up when we share a positive word with them, when we feed the hungry. These are opportunities that are around us each and every day. We all have the opportunities to do this on a daily basis. And then there's acts of justice. These are those public things, public things we do to show our love for our neighbors. Perhaps it's speaking out against systemic racism. Dr. Martin Luther King did this well in a nonviolent way that looked a lot like Jesus throughout his life. This weekend, we remember his life, his passion for God, his love for people, and his seeking for a more just world to live in. We continue his work today because racism hasn't gone anywhere, whether we want to admit that or not. In our baptismal vows, we vow to resist evil and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves, and acts of justice is when we stand up, we roll up our sleeves, and we speak truth to whatever injustice it may be. This is hard for many of us to do and others to thrive on because some of us are justice warriors and some of us may not be. But what can you do to speak out and to, um, to act against injustices that you see in the world today? And then there's acts of worship. These are those public things we do to show our love for God. It may be a Sunday morning worship service, taking Holy Communion, singing together, a small group study, etc., these are all things that are important to participate in as, disciple, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, and showing our acts of worship is one way that we follow the teachings of Christ. And then there's acts of devotion. These are those private things that we do to show our love for God. Maybe it's reading your Bible on your own time. Maybe it's going for a prayer walk out in nature. Perhaps it's having a scheduled devotion each day that you sit down and learn and hear from God. I've asked before and I'll ask again. When it comes to your discipleship, where are you strong? And where could you use work? Acts of compassion, justice, worship, and devotion. And of course, all of this is under the guidance of the Holy Spirit as we follow Jesus on a daily basis. Recently, I did a funeral in Millsboro, and afterwards I went to Wawa to get a coffee and something to eat. And as I was walking out of the store, a guy looks at me and says, What's up, Jake? I was thinking of something else in that moment. And so my immediate reaction was to say, don't talk to me. No, I'm kidding. Of course, I said hello back. And I thought to myself, how does that person know me? How do I maybe know you? Have you been there before? I came to the conclusion that I must have gone to school with him. 
Anyway, it reminded me of another thing I want to share with you today. Jesus knows who you are. Jesus knows who you are. Now that may sound a little obvious or even strange, but the Savior of the world knows who you and I are. God created us in our mother's womb, as Scripture reminds us. Jesus Christ knows who we are and, and knows us intimately. Notice the story and the story that Philip's invitation to Nathaniel is to come and see. That's very revealing. Evangelism is happening here, isn't it? Nathaniel is wondering if anything good can come from Nazareth, and his response is to say, Come on, Nathaniel. Would you just believe? That's not what he says. Rather, he says, come and see. He invited Nathaniel to experience Jesus for himself, and some call that invitational evangelism. When we invite people to experience Jesus Christ, we are practicing a form of evangelism. And shortly after Philip said, come and see, the Gospel of John tells us that Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said to him, here is a genuine Israelite in whom there is no deceit. So we see here that Jesus knows Nathanael and Nathanael is surprised about it. We see Nathanael saying to Jesus, how do you know me? Nathanael is curious how this Jesus truly knows him. This week I stopped by my grandparents' house to get some Christmas presents, better late than never, I suppose. As my mom and papa handed me the presents to take home, there was one particular gift that they wanted Elizabeth to have, my daughter. They said, Jake, please record her opening this present so we can see her reaction. So when I went home, um, I wanted to record that video, and I did. And she opened up a Barbie Corvette. Now her Barbie dolls can ride in style around the house. But they wanted to truly see her open that present through a video. They wanted access to that reaction that she had. Does God have access to you, to your heart? What if Jesus told you about yourself in a way that had the same reaction as Nathaniel? How do you feel about God opening up your heart and looking in there? Are you proud of what you see and what God sees? God ultimately knows us and sees us intimately. And God offers us grace upon grace, no matter what's in our hearts. Once Nathaniel experienced Jesus in a new way, he said, Rabbi, you are God's son. You are the king of Israel. How are you experiencing God these days? In the midst of a divided country, in the midst of sorrow and pain, in the midst of confusion, in the midst of uncertainty, how are you experiencing God? Maybe it's through prayer, scripture reading, being here in worship, tuning in online, etc., Maybe it's through conversations with others or long rides down some back roads or over your morning coffee. Take time to experience, in God, to experience God, brothers and sisters. Remember that we are always in God's presence. Remember that God and Christ calls you and I to follow Jesus and his teachings daily. And remember that God knows you. God knows you in and out. God knew Nathaniel and God knows you and I, warts and all. And God still loves you and I with an unconditional love. And God is faithful. And to that, we can say thanks be to God. Amen.